Let me invite on to the platform for our thinking point this morning, Professor Diniko Maluleke. He's a political analyst. Uh, Professor Maluleke, I don't know if it's quite paradise, but, you know, it, it's, it seems to be the nature of, of our discourse it, it, that things must happen and it must be in a dramatic fashion as we're seeing right now. Yes, uh, Katie, I lost you for a moment, so I didn't catch everything you said. Um, but I guess you are wanting me to comment on the famous article. Yes, yes, of course, of course. <laughs> yes. Um, look, any any writer of an article like that, uh, so-called columnist, uh, would be very happy to write an article that become as viral as this one has become. Mm. Uh, so, in a sense, is the envy of many, many uh, columnists in having written an article that has uh, virtually been read by so many people. Now, has it really been read by as many people as those who claim to have read it? I don't know. But it certainly has been forwarded back and forth in WhatsApp groups and everywhere. Uh, but... Here, here, here are my two reactions to that article. Firstly, I think it is it is it, it is not uh, one one form of reaction would be to ignore it, really. Um, the other would be to engage it. But if you engage it, then you have to engage the, its content more than the the stuff around it. You know, the the personalities, the politics, and all of that. Uh, which is what I see happening. And why should I say, why am I saying it, it, it is worthy of being ignored? In a sense, the article does three things. I mean, it targets uh, politicians. Uh, that, that's the wording of the article. It targets um, judges, and it targets the constitution or the so-called rule of law. That's, that's basically what the article uh, does. It doesn't really name names or make suggestions of um, of particular solutions. I mean, overhaul the judiciary, for example. What does that mean? We don't know. So, in and of itself, I don't think it's a it's an incisive, insightful article. Uh, personally, that that um, merits the. The, the hysterical responses that it seems to have evoked. Mm. Uh, and that's why I think it could have been ignored. Had you written it, Kathy, it would have been ignored. Um, had I written it, it probably would have been ignored. Or people would have just said, ah, this man or that woman, you know, I don't know what they are on about. Mm. Uh, kind of. But it is who has written it that has made it viral, I suppose. I, I was going and, to yeah. I was going to say exactly that. That does does the fact that um, it was written by the minister not evoke perhaps the kind of responses that 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 we have seen. I think I think that is part of the reason uh, mm. that you know that it has been written by a minister, but. She's not the first minister to write an article uh, and and publish it. Uh, in my short memory, I, I I seem to think that other ministers have have done this uh, before. Mm. Um, and I think the fact that she criticizes uh, government and the judiciary 
and uh, the rule of law is another reason that has acted uh, people and cause them uh, to, to, to respond to it. But in terms of his arguments, I mean, even to talk about house niggers and field niggers, it was 1964 when Malcolm X made that famous speech uh, titled The Ballot or the Bullet. Uh, almost when Nelson Mandela was on the dock, um, Malcolm X was making that speech in America. It's an old concept that she goes to fetch and now apply to, to, to judges. So I, I can't help but think that we are overreacting. Uh, and, and maybe that was the intention of the mm-hmm. article. I mean, I, I'm, being, I'm being facetious. I don't think she intended that. Uh, she probably just wanted to air her views, uh, as she argues that she wanted to do. But I, I mean... Justice Zondo has every right, given his, his current position as acting chief justice, to, to respond. And probably his uh, fellow judges may have even prevailed upon him to say something. But I think this article could have been ignored. Mm-hmm. Professor Maluleke, I must, of course, just make this disclaimer because you, uh, you've you used a word there that some of our listeners may find offensive. And I know it's in the context of this article because that is what is referenced, particularly in the context of that article. But I must make uh, this disclaimer because we are the public broadcaster. And so, um, yeah. So, so, so what, what, what particular comment of mine? Uh, might I, 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 I was saying that some people may be offended by hearing the N word. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. yes. No, no, yeah, yeah. That's the original. That's the original yes. from Malcolm X. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. that's why I'm saying that I know you're saying it in context of the article because that's exactly yeah, what yeah. Um, the minister Sorry. was referencing in that yes. article. So, uh, yeah. so, so th- that that's just uh, to 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 to, okay. to to clarify that issue. All right. So, so my so, apologies in so, advance. No problem, Professor Maluleke. So one of the things now that, of course, this conversation moves into is whether or not the the Deputy Chief Justice was correct to respond in the way that he had. There are some who say, well, if the comments were left uncontested, then they stay in the record of history as just that, so that it's important. So then it becomes important that it is also recorded that the judiciary had this kind of response to it as well. Yeah, look, it's... It's not my place to say the Chief Justice should or should not have responded. He chose to respond in the manner that he did. He is wise. He understands uh, the role of the judiciary much better than I can ever claim to. And he understands the implications of uh, uh, you know, the content of this article, especially the remarks about uh, judges that are made uh, in the article. So one cannot say that he, sh- he shouldn't have uh, responded or even to try and, and say he, he could have responded like this and not like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's up to him. But, but I, I do think that overall, overall, uh, the article... Could have could have been ignored in inverted commas. In other words, I don't know that the hyster- the hysteric responses that it seems to have elicited 
across the board are equal to its uh, its contents um and and of course you know everyone is free to write opinion pieces and as i say other ministers have written opinion pieces in and of itself it's it's nothing it's nothing new or nothing major for 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 someone to share their views uh, in, in an article i mean we we if if we respond over the top and not to the content of the article it's as if we are saying that uh, uh, she shouldn't speak mm-hmm. and we have no right to say that all right uh, uh, Professor Maluleke, I'm going to continue this conversation with you in a short while. It's just after 9.30. And Musa has your latest news headlines. Of course, I'll also be taking your calls on this issue. We continue the conversation on the talking point, And we're focusing uh, today for our thinking point on the responses that we have seen uh, to that article penned by Minister Lindiwe Sisulu. Professor Diniko Malulek is a political analyst so far weighing in saying he thinks basically the whole thing has been blown out of proportion. Uh, we'll continue our conversation with him shortly. You, of course, are more than welcome to get in touch with us. The number to dial 11 714 on the WhatsApp line 614 104 on Twitter at SFM Radio. The Hashtag SAFM talking point. So, Professor Maluleke, you question again, you know, uh, whether or not the, the measure of response is equal to the measure of critique that um, was written by Minister Lindiwe Susulu. Does it matter that this is a year where the ANC is going to be holding its conference? What does the politics, the context of the politics of the day, what role does that play into all of this? Yeah, you see, that's part of the problem, Katie. South Africa has uh, become used to confusing ANC politics with with national politics. Now, I have to be careful <laughs> what I'm saying here. Uh, I think it's important to distinguish between ANC politics and national politics. Even though the ANC is the ruling party and ANC politics eventually impinge on national politics. Mm. But it's important to keep that nuance, that nuanced distinction between the two and not necessarily uh, mix the two. So if, if this article must be read in the context of ANC politics, uh, then even more reason why she has every right to write what she has written. And those who disagree, it's not sufficient for them to disagree with her because she's a cabinet minister, because she's a member of the ANC, because rather say, this point and that point and that point, I disagree because mm. I've got a better point uh, in relation to it. Now, if indeed it's true that, you know, the RIT forces uh, are, uh, you know, picking up steam and that she is uh, uh, vying for the president of the ANC, that's, that's, those are ANC matters. They are not national matters. Uh, necessarily, and uh, the ANC has got its own rules. 
South Africa must stop trying to rescue the ANC every time the ANC uh, makes uh, makes mistakes. Uh, the ANC is is not the baby of the country. The country is is uh, is, is what the ANC ought to 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 work uh, for, and not the other way around. Mm-hmm. I want to just then lastly talk on uh, uh, part of the opinion that has been expressed. And it's one that says, well, even if Minister Sisulu was speaking in a capacity of being an NEC member, the very constitution that some have described as uh, her trampling on by way of the way in which she has written this piece is the constitution that she took an oath to uphold. Yeah, yeah, certainly, uh, and, and and I think there is a point to be made there. But you know, it doesn't mean that therefore she has no right to write an opinion piece. You you, you know what I mean? Mm. So we can't say because she took an oath, um, you know, she has no right to write an opinion piece. She has every right to write an opinion piece. But if the opinion piece is not incisive, it's not strong. It's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, uh, fact-based, then we should take her on as far as that is concerned. Because I mean, this opinion piece, much of it contains what people would say in the taxi uh, from here to Pulukwane or from here to Umtata. Uh, you know, the complaints that people will have about government, about uh, black people being poor and so on. So there is a, uh, this is an easy article to tackle at the at the content and factual level, mm. and, and I think that's what we should do. We shouldn't say because she's a minister she shouldn't write an opinion piece. I mean, if we go that direction, we 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 are we we, we, we are putting other sorts of problems. If we say a woman who is a, 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 a member of parliament and a minister. Uh, should not be able to write uh, uh, to air her opinion mm. uh, because this is an opinion case. It's not a court order. It's not an oracle. It's not a proclamation. Uh, it's just an opinion case. Professor Deniko Maluleke, let me thank you so much for your time this morning. He is a political analyst and you can hear. He's certainly just saying everybody just needs to take a deep breath (laughs) and I guess take it from there. Well, I'm going to take your calls on this one.